The presenting sponsor of today's episode is Van Helsing's Van Helping Moving Service. If you've got a moving needs, you've got boxes, you've got a couch, bed, a monster, carcass. Interesting. Uh, call an Abraham Van Helsing's Van Helping Group and they will help you get what you need moved. If you've got moving needs that would make hell sing, call Van Helsing's Van Helping Moving Service. Point does he? This is Dracula's lament from from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, this is episode um, either twenty three or twenty four of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. You'll find out when we whenever we release it. Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. I'm Danny. And uh, we have a special boner episode. Oops. Nobody wants to hear about that. Uh, it's a special bonus episode of the podcast. Uh, we promised that we would watch more movies and talk about them, and, well, we deliver on our promises. Guys, we watched A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, sure a did. Persian, Iranian, Californian <laughs> <laughs> a vampire movie. It's a very global film. Yeah. It's a very global film. Yeah. Wait. How's everybody doing? Oh, uh, we're doing good. We're doing great. <laughs> we're doing excellent. We are all doing great. Yeah, we're the hive mind. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we are Borg. We. Um, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so let's let's talk about this movie. Um, How did everybody feel about the movie? It was a fun little romp. <laughs> fun little romp? <laughs> that's mm-hmm, that's yeah. how, exactly how I describe this movie. A, a girl romps home alone at night. <laughs> hilarity, hilarity ensues. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was very, uh, it was a kind of a genre bending a little bit. Um, we were talking before the podcast started, we all mentioned or said that it's, it was kind of light on the horror elements for being, uh, I don't think the most important part of the film is that there is a vampire in it, but it it definitely pushes the story along, but it did feel like a lot of other genres as well. Sure. Yeah, it definitely had like the spaghetti Western feel and almost like zombie apocalypse feel like this city felt small and you didn't really know if there's anything outside the city. That's true. It didn't mm-hmm. really establish that there was, there was a map at one point, but only in the sense that there, you could go somewhere else in the world. It didn't necessarily mean it was better. Right. Yeah. And then the ending, oh, spoiler, at the ending, when they all leave, when they leave together, you're almost like, oh, they can leave this city or like, you know. Expecting like an invisible wall, like right. a video game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Can't, can't yeah. Like Pleasantville. Anymore. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you brought up that she's a, well, one of the main protagonists of the movie we find out is a vampire, maybe about yes. 10 or 15 minutes into the movie. I actually have that scene um, queued up if you guys are ready to watch this. Sure. Oh, that's in the director's cut, right? Yeah, that was a deleted scene that uh, I guess was an Amazon exclusive for me on the rental. Did you guys not see that part? I, I saw it. I was actually at that point I wasn't quite sure if uh, the character was a vampire. Right. It, yeah. it yeah, right. It takes a little little coercing to find out if she's in fact a vampire. It's like or she, not. I, I, she said she's a vampire, but is she a Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. 
uh, back to the movie. <laughs> this is all technically part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we the movie st- opens on uh, what is the main character's name? I think it's a Rosh. I want to say yes. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Um, he is. He sort of he works for a drug dealer. At first, uh, I thought he was going to be kind of the tough guy, but he only dresses sort of like a greaser. Yeah, it's a little he anachronistic. Dresses like a 50 gr- 50s greaser. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what James Dean. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know what time period it, it's. May, that's another interesting thing that, was, that you mentioned, Danny, about like the city kind of feeling isolated. It also just feels sort of out of out time. of time. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, like the music that she listens to in her room feels very eighties. Well, yeah, and well, there's oh, right, yeah. there's a song the song that she plays in a scene that I really like that is is a newer band but that definitely feels like an older band oh, okay and then the posters i noticed on her she has wall, like a madonna poster but did you see the face on the madonna poster it's not her what it's 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 madonna the pose and it's the album cover but it's someone else's features it's really strange really? yeah it oh was weird really i didn't weird. notice that yeah when he's sitting on arash is sitting on the bed later you see it over his shoulder pretty well and you're like oh that's not actually madonna it's very strange it's very weird well they'll be hearing from my lawyers about yeah. that then it was, uh, it was a lady, big madonna fan it was lady gaga Mad- <laughs> madonna paid to have her poster put in and they just swapped it at the last second <laughs> okay madonna yeah. they gave her the money anyways but they said it was something about she didn't have a last name on her form so Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah that'll, that'll do it time. that's yeah. how they get you those movie forms um but no i liked that about the the film that yeah that there was there was a probably a iranian or or persian music as well it felt there wasn't oh, yeah, one yeah. sort of theme going on. It felt like it was a lot of different uh, elements. Yeah. So the 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 why we described it as a Persian Iranian Californian movie yeah. is it's the language is Persian. It is supposed to take place in Iran, called our bad city, bad, bad city, city yeah. and it was actually filmed in California. Yeah. Um, and I I read somewhere that there's a couple goofs where like the scene where she gets her ear pierced. Oh, I like that. You could see a Californian train in the background. Oh, classic. Yeah, California you could see the big California flag on the side of the train, <laughs> just like you do all the California trains have. <laughs> um, I get. I don't know. Yeah, that's a very minor goof. Yeah, yeah. Goof in in finger quotes. Um, so I I thought one of the like major themes of the movie was the uh, influence of Western culture, and then now that you're saying that this is like filmed in California, I'm like, oh, how much of that. Was I mean, just of, location. Of, of, yeah, of course it was intentional, but like how much of it was and how much of it was, uh, yeah, just intentional. Yeah, I was reading an interview or listening to an interview with her and she was saying, the director, and she was saying that she has a lot of Western pop culture influences. And so mm-hmm. I think those were definitely on mm-hmm. purpose or like the ones that were there were on purpose or mm-hmm. meaningful. Sure. And maybe that's maybe version. that's also me not knowing a lot about Iranian culture that maybe I don't know how much our yeah. Yeah, culture has like seeped over there. How much yes. like... That's a good are there a, are there a lot of apartments that have uh, fake posters of Madonna? Yeah. <laughs> Madonna's it's, face not on the poster. It's state mandated. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in yeah. City I ran. Um, <laughs> no, I no. That's a, that's another good point too. That like uh, it, the reason like even the main character's style feels sort of the, his car is old. He's kind of looks again like a kind of a fifties greaser. It it feel and that feels like is his current day and it's just sort of those styles are still popular. Is it kind of like with the Berlin Wall where like there's one side that just seems to get everything slower and 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 more of a leak and and you know behind the times they're finally hearing this music they're finally getting this style um so it was very it did feel very unique it almost it reminded me of a graphic novel a little bit it felt like it was trying to be its own world and its own kind of uh capsule of that definitely yeah, i yeah. think some of that too was trying to show fluidity like cuz he never felt 
I never felt like he was out of place in that world, or I never felt like any of the characters who dressed differently than him were out of place. So I think in this world, there was just lots of fluidity, like um, time and place, and like because it just seemed like it never was there. Oh, I guess there were some scenes during the day, but it felt like almost everyone was still up and doing kind of their. I don't think they ever show her during the day. That's Which true. I, I we thought never... about later, yeah, because yeah, spoiler alert: she's a vampire. <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, um, so they they reveal that she's a vampire when the head drug lord, the guy who's sort of in charge of the forget, main character. Yeah. I forget that character's name, but he, he had like, not, it, he might not have a name, but or did he, he I'll, looked like, I'll a, pull it up on he, he had crazy tattoos on the side of his head. And like, he might've had a gold tooth or two. And he was a pretty typical, he was pretty stereotypical, uh, kind of a pimp drug dealer. Yeah. Like the tracksuit And you uh, look he reminded me of, um, uh, Diane Wood. Uh, the guy, the guy, the guy from <laughs> Diane Wood is kind of a, a sort of a, a really uh, close proximity to that. Oh, and, Saeed, uh, I think, is his name. S-A-E-D. From Lost? Yeah, it's Saeed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm glad he's still getting work. And what's, yeah. what's the vampire's name? Uh, she actually doesn't have a name. Her okay. character's name is The Girl. The, the Girl? girl? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the scene before that we find out she's a vampire, we find out that the drug dealer is a total, total terrible person, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. He uh, doesn't. Yeah, he yeah. won't. It surprised us all, but it turns out. I can't believe he's not a he's drug not a dealer. Drug dealer with a heart of gold. I actually thought it was um, it was interesting that she seemed to uh, mainly go after uh, people who had done things wrong. Except but then, true. kid. But then, uh, yeah, she she threatens like that bullies kid that kid. And then <laughs> also there's like a, talk about there's a homeless time. guy that she just uh, drains too, who's doing nothing at all. So sure, it, it seemed weird that they they seem to set that up and then that there's there's part there's, there's parts like where you think she's a a monster with morals. Yeah, except then she like well mm-hmm. maybe that's a lot to do with like there's never the there's never clearly established rules for this this kind of vampire. Like would she die in the light? Can does she, she need to feed? Does she need to feed? Right, and how yeah. often? And you imagine my idea of that is that uh, a vampire would presumably if, if long life or immortality is part of it, at some point you would start to become, I think, apathetic to all those kinds of people. You see someone who's homeless and you must figure, well, they've been, haven't made any good you know, decisions. Maybe to her, that's become as bad as someone she, who's actively hurting other people. It's like, right. well, she's Republican. <laughs> possibly uh i don't know what the uh, all the politics are uh, in bad city <laughs> but uh um but no that may, that's where i was coming from but that's a good point that's the only other character i would argue that she threatens the boy earlier almost to say like maybe this is one person who will be so i'll scare him into being a good person yeah that's kind of what i was thinking of right. i was actually thinking it might be a plot device for later in the movie when he <laughs> witnesses her, uh, her dragging a body around i, I don't yeah, know maybe i got that feeling <laughs> for the wrong part <laughs> sure <laughs> Well, it also sets up that skateboard scene. That's a pretty awesome scene, right? Does and it, I'm just glad that vampires yeah. are more extreme now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like, the, they, we needed more skateboarding. In I'm been waiting for MVV, most most <laughs> valuable vampire. vampire. <laughs> was that the skateboarding one or is that ex- most extreme primate? Uh, uh, most extreme, I think, most is snowboarding. skateboarding. <laughs> I don't and, think it was extreme. So it was most vertical primate almost was, vertical almost, yeah and, oh, how many, okay. and then the first one was most valuable primate how yeah. many great apes okay. were in this film how many great <laughs> apes let's let's count them down they're all in it the top five great apes from this vampire from movie. mvp from Ed. um so wait or uh, where were we at in the plot too what ended up happening oh because he so he her. he invites her in after he like basically 
he makes one of his own the the dealer makes one of his own de- like uh, uh sex workers sex workers give him a good old beige <laughs> um he he makes her give like kicks her out of the car doesn't give her her cut of the money goes back home the the girl follows him there he invites her in and he that's yes, he he invites her in. That's interesting. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. See, we don't. Yeah, we don't know if that's an, another rule either. Um, but I did think about that just because that's another recent. Uh, yeah, he brings movie. her in. He starts to <clears throat> make the same moves on her. She bites his finger off. I that like, was that I, was more, maybe one of the grimmer parts. Is like yeah, because mm-hmm. earlier he his the sex the sex worker that he's uh, managing. I forget the uh, the character's name, but um, she like kind of like sucks his finger yeah and he does the same thing to the to the girl that walks alone at night when she comes into his apartment and then after she buys it off she basically makes him suck his own finger <laughs> that was so that like was disturbing the, yeah. so the drug she like shows him her vampire teeth and then he's like cool here's my finger and i was just like bud <laughs> he was also like four rails of coke deep so. that's true yeah. that's true yeah 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 and then he kind of or she kind of bit it, and he's like, "Oh, this is rough time." Like he's kind of getting excited. About and then, it, like, she know? devours it off his <laughs> finger, and then he like, I'm, and then he starts like, he falls over and he's crying, and I'm just like, "Get the fuck out of there, I dude!" Just, I just think <laughs> run, he, I, I, like that that mask of uh of you know cocaine, mask of cocaine for one. <laughs> um, but no, you know he acts like a real tough guy, but it's you know he gets a little wounded and suddenly sure. he's completely he's a, at her mercy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was glad you brought that part up to Andrew. Rohr. I, I also thought when I was watching it that it was kind of paying homage to, you know, like the Friday the 13th where like the person about to get chopped up is always so like, uh, you know, what do I do? Like, what do I do? It's paralyzed. like, yeah, so paralyzed in fear. And you're always like, get up. Get yeah. Up. But yeah, he just kind of stood there crying. Yeah. <laughs> like did nothing. And if there's one thing I wanted, it was that character to continue to live. And I know I right. wanted him to get, I was like, come on, buddy, get out. <laughs> you can do it. Gosh. Um, so the main character, Arash meets her like leaving his apartment. He goes, he goes there to get his car back from the drug dealer because his dad is a, as a heroin addict mm-hmm. and he basically took the drug dealer, took his car for payment and he's waiting outside while she leaves. And that's kind of their first, sort of crossing of, of the yeah. paths. Um, he goes inside and he finds him dead on the floor. Mm-hmm. Doesn't think twice about the fact that this girl has left the hat, like I, had just left. I think he saw her with blood on her mouth, even yeah. and on her shirt. Oh. And then like takes the keys out of his pocket, takes his car back. And then that's, that's the end of that. Well, and also takes the rest of his it takes drugs the rest of his drugs and money. And money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. kind of just picked up the the torch on that one. And yeah, maybe like what you mentioned, Max, about seeing her. Like, I, it seems like there's a ditch outside of Bad City where there's just bodies, mm-hmm. and it seems like this is the kind of place that sometimes you just walk past someone and they've been up to something. They're covered in blood, yeah. or they're. And I, I don't think he had a whole lot of love for that guy. He stole his car no. and was threatening his uh, father and everything. And so I think it, he was just fine with it. Yeah, his oh. father famously. Uh, did a turn on How I Met Your Mother as oh. Rajesh, the who could forget cab driver who takes them around the city. Every morning, I, the more I try and think of what Rajesh shirt to pick out and wear. All the <laughs> it's between your Rajesh and Bazinga t-shirts every morning. <laughs> well, why not both? Why not both? Yeah, a lot of your fused Bazinga. Uh, I did Rajesh. remember that, and and the actress who played the I yeah uh, uh, who played the uh, sex worker is on uh, House of Cards, I think, also. That's the other place I'd seen her. I don't think I've seen. Did anyone recognize the 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 girl, like the vampire? I don't no. think I'd seen her no, in anything. Um, 
But yeah, what um, I know, I'm trying to remember kind of what happens. Like the wheels start to turn at that point. They... Oh, we should backtrack too, because sure. in the very beginning, he picks up that cat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a this is kind of an interesting um, thing that I read as well, which was that um, I guess they weren't even going to have a cat initially in the movie. I don't know how that comes about that what someone brings a cat to set or something like that and then then like they just add it to the film what but do you guys think can my cat be in the movie uh, yeah. is this a big deal mm, so I don't think so I, I thought that was weird because they really pursued it in my eyes so um, when the father is trying to um, is trying to talk to the, the sex work, worker and trying to convince her to uh, like even though he's super broke to help him out um, he uses the term, um, he says, you're a blind cat. Oh, that's and I right. Thought, I thought like, that's, that's a weird thing. And I was wondering if it was just the subtitles and I looked it up and what that, like it's Persian slang for, um, uh, it's, should we, should we pause this and figure out the microphone situation? Hey, everybody, as we deal with our technical difficulties, just want to remind you to go to our Facebook page, at Gentleman Overlords on Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, give us a review on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes? Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever your preference is to call it. And uh, give us a review there. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. All right. We return to our episode still in progress. All right. Yeah, we can. And we're back. Wow, what a great break. <laughs> All right, we figured out the mics. So uh, we were talking about the um, the the cat, the blind cat. Yes. And so um, Persian slang, and it means ingrate, basically. And he's saying like you're ingrateful for all this stuff. And I thought, well, why didn't they just translate it to uh, ingrate? Um, and then like right after that is the scene that she has with the kid, and her threat to him is that she was going to. Uh, take his eyes out take out his eyes and feed it to a dog yeah and so i was like well that seems like a blind cat right there and then uh <laughs> later at the end of the movie uh she actually ends up seeing through the cat's eyes that what's happening uh oh that's right the, yeah the, the wow that's a pretty cool vampire power that i think that is a classic vampire po uh power from like bram stoker's dracula that yeah. it can kind of shape shift into different animals and stuff but i didn't even catch Cat, that cats are familiars and stuff yeah so I, th I thought it was interesting and you're saying that the cat wasn't even an in intended to be in there it's kind of integral and then they have like several and, nods to right. it it's, maybe yeah maybe that ended up being yeah because i wonder how early in the process like i said what does someone bring their dog on the set they're like this dog is amazing we got to have it in our vampire movie but it's it was just very cooperative it would for the most part wouldn't struggle in someone's arms it was very like lucid when it was in a vehicle or with other actors kind of even moving around or getting uh loud it's california and, cats are always looking to get on screen somehow they're just just ch so chill um <laughs> and then yeah you're right though because even the father at one point is convinced that it's his wife come back to mm -hmm. kind of haunt him and torment him in this form and he kind of rails against him and it's like yeah what was that scene then just added on because of the presence of that animal? That was that's kind of an interesting uh, uh, choice. Yeah, I heard the uh, someone brought the cat door and like, oh, you gotta use this cat, you gotta use this cat. And, well, that's so, and, and they, so and she, weird. She, I said bat, bat. Yeah, bat. I need a bat. <laughs> and she, uh, I guess, like when 
they, you know, put the cameras on the cat. She was saying the cat could just intake, instead of like reacting to everything, it would just absorb everything. And she just loved that about the cat. And maybe that inspired mm-hmm. her to write Did this. it get nominated for anything? <laughs> <laughs> Does Paws have a movie award? <laughs> yeah. I also like the idea of absorption. That's what she was looking for in a cat. Because uh, the rest of the movie is kind of about that too. The fact that like the, every time they cut between scenes, they pretty much show these, uh, the oil dr- refined Derek pumps, or the, yeah, what are they pumps called? Or whatever. Yeah. But the, the pumps that are going around and pulling the uh, oil from the ground and it basically is like similar to her draining her victims of blood and all that stuff. Oh, and I, oh. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. That's, that was my connection to it. I'm, Cause a lot of this is like we were talking about. I don't know how much of this is just Iran has a ton of oil fields. And even though it's shot in California, that's something that they're trying to convey. Or if it was just like something that happened to be in California, that's also in Iran or how much of it is just trying to, they just, just were like, you'll just believe this is Iran. Some subtext. Yeah. On it. yeah. Well, when but, did there is a little scene where like it shows one of the, the pumps stop, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember what that coincided with. The, was that when she met, um arash or was or that was when she scene or maybe that is that yeah, uh, that a is a really question. good scene though where earlier arash stole some earrings from like basically a woman he was working for he was like like a gardener for her and um gives them to the girl later but her ears aren't pierced yeah. so he pierces them for her like just right there it, she all and it almost like reveals herself like the pain ha- makes her fangs come out and she kind of turns away but it was a very kind of weird weirdly romantic scene even though yeah. it was kind of grim yeah yeah and that that was another like there are a ton of things that um are in this movie where because i didn't know that it was filmed in california i figured this is just uh talking about the influence of western culture on uh on iran and the the kind of the transition from uh traditional values to more modern values and sure. so you have a couple scenes like that scene where uh the woman who like just got plastic surgery on her nose and is just mm-hmm. chatting on her phone, cell phone. I think actually the cell phone is probably what oh, there you go. like solidifies it as being kind of modern uh, when we were talking about it being timeless. But it's also sure. timeless in the fact that uh, like she's a vampire and you, I don't you don't know how long she's been around because you know she's immortal and so um, like her dress is is interesting in the fact that she's wearing just kind of. Uh, uh, shirt, jeans, and sneakers underneath the headscarf, and um, oh, but anyways, what I was saying, sorry. Sure. Uh, there, so there are a ton of things like that where they're tra- kind of combining those two things, and so Arash during that scene uh, with the earrings, um, basically says like, "Isn't it weird? Don't you want to tell your parents? Isn't it weird that we're in a room together?" Yeah, it's and, not right. You know. Yeah, that that's kind of like the traditional values, and she's like, "Oh, you're such a gentleman," and makes fun of him for it. And then he kind of turns that around and just uses it to steal the earrings instead. So it's not like he was really being a gentleman. It's kind of like uh, turning that on its head, the the traditional values versus just like going ahead and stealing. And I think he sees her later on at that costume party. And she's like, so this is your, this is you now, this is your job now. And he kind of gives her a look like, well, yeah, like, why do you don't blame me for, for doing what I need to do to get by? It seems almost like he's resigned himself to like, this is fine for where I live and what I'm doing right now. Did you guys like, so she wears, what? I always forget how, a chador. 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 So, yeah. She wears a chador and it's almost like they sort of 
it's sort of an analog of like a vampire's cape. cape. I yeah. thought so I thought too. that was kind of a cle- like, especially yeah. since she would sometimes wrap herself up around it, around it and kind of almost completely um, conceal herself, but almost mm-hmm. always like a leg or a part of that striped shirt would poke out. And other times she would like, yeah, glide down the street on a skateboard and it's kind of fanning out more cape like behind that, yeah. her. I think, can we all agree that that scene is just an amazing visual? Yes. That yeah. So cool. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's, she just looks like a superhero, it, you know, like it, in the Chidora, like in the cape. It's just really, mm-hmm. it's a great scene. I just, yeah. appre- and I appreciate just alone that it's black and white. I think it just made all the darks and lights better. I think there yeah. are a couple scenes that were probably day for night, you know, yeah. shot in the day with then like uh, something added over them. But I think it just made everything stand out really nicely. I, I didn't think it, it's, I feel like there's sometimes movies that, that come out and less and less uh, black and white, but just to, just, just to be black and white. And this one felt like it was in, it was very intentional. They knew what they wanted ahead of time again. And it lent itself to that feeling for me of like a graphic novel. It was like reading, turning the pages of a, of a book like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. I didn't really think about that. Mm hmm. Like as I was watching, it gave me that feeling, but I couldn't put a word in. It. You know, like I couldn't really actually describe it. And I think it sometimes it it can soften the horror a little bit because I think, like we said, it's like a it's a light horror. There's uh, there's some. I think the grimmest thing is probably when she bites the finger bites off. Bites the finger off. Yeah, because yeah, there's no point where like she bites into somebody's neck and you see like blood just like splatter no. everywhere. She doesn't like yeah. rip somebody's neck meat out or anything like no. that. It's not yeah. a it's not a graphic movie. It just it relies a lot on sort of the subtext of yeah like she is a vampire we've seen her kill you don't know who she's going to kill she might strike out against anybody sure and there's always sort of a, a general sense of ang- i don't know like if anxiety is the right word but you're just sort of nervous the whole time like what is her intention because it's never like she there's no point in the movie where she goes you know my my plot as a vampire is to take over the world and make everybody a vampire she just seems to drink Every few days. She just seems lonely and just only does what she does to sustain herself. And if it's against someone that, again, maybe she's apathetic towards, yeah. all the better. I, I actually thought it was kind of lacking in that nervous feeling that you're talking about and the anxiety. And then it was more of a curiosity. Like I, know, I was always like, okay, you don't know whether she's going to do this or not. But you also don't you don't think that it's going to someone's around the corner or she's going to make some crazy move and really kill someone who you were... Uh, like that you didn't want her to kill or whatever. That, yeah. That, uh, they never set up that thing where, where you're worried about it, mm-hmm. that when it happens, you, uh, you're going to be shocked or surprised or anything like that. It's just when it happens, it would kind of happen slowly and it would, you know, it would, so it wasn't the typical kind of horror where you would expect the jump scare. No, it, it felt, like it felt very like from a different time in terms mm-hmm. of the horror. Now, like I feel, I feel like a horror movie now would have been more gruesome yeah. there would be some even like a pg-13 horror movie has yeah like more gory visuals more i, I think people i think they would have made her look scarier than just two fangs come out of mm-hmm. her, yeah. her front it's teeth. yeah you're right it does feel very like old-fashioned yeah yeah in that sense and i was glad they didn't go tarantino because i know the film kind of feels you know the western e field does make it a little tarantino but she didn't go for the blood the over-the-top mm-hmm. violence she didn't go yeah. for which Probably i heard most it was it was like a pulp it was like Pulp Fiction in that it was sort of pulpy. It felt sort of, again, like a noir, pulpy, like yeah. a... Like and it was novel. a little fiction-y, too. You're right. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, so, great. you know what? This is like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least, like, in the sense, especially of, like, the the disparate amount of music, how 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 different all that was throughout the film. And also, in the in 
it was light on the horror, but also kind of light on their relationship. It was sort of kept sort of open-ended. Sure. Just mm. long looks and very slowly yeah. touching each other. They don't ever, I don't think they kiss on screen yeah. or anything. The most dramatic part of the movie, I think, is the relationship between um, him and his father. Yeah. His father is yeah. a drug addict. Yeah. And you kind of get the, you don't get the feeling, you kind of tell you right out that the drug dealer that dies earlier in the movie is sort of supplying his father with the drugs and owes this drug dealer a lot of money. That's why he ends up taking his car. Um, but his dad is just perpetually wanting more heroin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We assume. Um, so he it, like throughout the movie is always seems to be raging against his son because he just wants his son to help him get more heroin. And he's in a spiral and he can't, and he's mourning his wife and right. he's not, he just can't pick himself up. Yeah. Self up. I, yeah, I, I guess the the conflict of the movie in that sense was that he always wanted his he just wants his dad to be his dad again, but mm-hmm. all he wants to do is forget the pain, forget the pain, and and do more heroin. And right. I thought that was kind of a sad, well, yeah, sad awesome. storyline. Yeah, and wanting to leave, like how much? Yeah, I think the, especially the reveal that when he uh, knocks all his wife's uh, pictures over, that, yeah, that was the saddest part. Yeah. Where yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, this guy is like so was so affected by that. Yeah, yeah it, I I sort of I might have like I watched most of this movie last night and then woke up early this morning and finished it. Mm, I think I, yeah, right, the perfect time. Um, I might have missed something but i i from the part where he so his son kicks him out because he's yeah. he just is like fine you want to be you want to fuck up your own life get out of here he gives him some money and gives drugs, him some drugs and, says, and money and says get the fuck out of here and he ends up at the the character we can't remember yeah, her name, the but sex worker's the, house the sex worker's house and he is he's basically forcing her to do heroin heroin yeah and I think I got mixed up. I started to think that was a flashback and that's how his wife died. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't think no. so. They never okay. show her outside. I, their yeah, I was, I was, did. I was totally wrong. I was just no, like, no. I was just like, Oh, did, is this how she died? Like he, Oh, like accidentally made her OD. I don't even think they hinted that. And I think yeah. most of his problems probably came after after. Yeah. yeah. Think, Although yeah. they do say that he had, I mean, and this could also be stuff that comes out afterwards, but he had more problems than, than just the drugs. Yeah. He also was a womanizer. Not, I guess is what they said. And then yeah. maybe gambling. Oh, right. I think they also maybe. mentioned. Oh yeah. I think you're, he just he seemed saying to he have, kept gambling. The, yeah. The, it seems like he was suffering yeah. from the same problems that like everyone in that city was like, there was, it seems like there was almost no innocence yeah. in that city, which right. is why, even the main character kind of takes up, you know, maybe he's not. How about, how about the kid in the, the blazer? Is that guy not innocent? Did he do anything? The kid in the blazer. I, I the I, kid that she says, like, if you, oh, I'm going to be watching you for the rest of your we life. We assume he's innocent. Yeah, I think that was okay. the point. Because I, yeah. I was, well, you just said it was free of innocence. <laughs> oh. So you missed the point. No, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I was looking up that uh, cat eyes thing when uh, she kind of started railing on him. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe he had done something, like picked up something. Okay. But he, no. I think he's just, just walking nowhere. down the alley. Yeah, uh, But again, I, I think that is, oh, so you're Wait, right. Yeah, that I, I think he has like those temptations in the city are on him all the time. Right? Okay. So, so you were saying, probably going to say he hasn't he been tempted yet. Yeah. Right, maybe, exactly. maybe more yeah. to the point. Like and that's had, why she's trying to scare him and, out of it. And maybe that's almost her saying like, because I do, I, I got the feeling that she, the reason she's the girl that walks alone and I was because, well, number one, she has to feed number two, like just nothing interests her I, again. If we're assuming that she's been around for a long time, except Lionel Richie, except yeah, Lionel Richie. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, like a lot of references, it's clear that she loves music, and maybe that's just something that's timeless for her. That yeah, she can right. that she can always go back to. It's always static. It's it's immortal too. Yeah, that song, that person at that moment singing. Right. It really questions Irish's uh, morality, where he he hates heroin. Right, this is what his dad killed his dad, but yet he's selling it to other people now. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. and he doesn't see, you don't feel that he has any qualms doing what he's doing, yeah. and lets himself take take drugs later or, or, or later scene, after right? he yeah the party scene. Mm-hmm. I don't remember uh, it's X or, or what he's <laughs> taking, but um, and he's also dressed up as a vampire, <laughs> vampire. As a vampire, yeah. yeah. Um, they never say vampire in the movie. But I don't think. But he, he says Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, he does say Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. So, established that when the drug dealer saw her fangs, he knew, huh, this isn't just a new uh, style of teeth. This is a, <laughs> right. this is a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Got oh, it. And then the scene, speaking of the dad, when he gets kicked out, he goes to get more drugs. Um, that scene where uh, the uh, the girl is uh, mocking or like oh, mining him, yeah. mining his every movement. Was that like a I see you type of thing, or do we think that was like just a scare? Like, is she just trying to? like show him that he, I'm not sure she knew mental I don't or... think she knew at any point that that was Arash's father but I just think that that was another potential victim for her she was just again oh, stalking she saw someone. him getting drugs so she probably knew this person's already she was like person. put him on the list basically right. yeah. yeah just know that he's on watch or, yeah, I th- you know. yeah I think you, you called it she's just watching him and tracking his movements mm-hmm. right well, what did you guys think about uh, the ending because well after um, after you like you mentioned Drew that um the father um, kind of shoots the the woman up with heroin and then tries to attack her basically. Right. Yeah. And right. that's why, and that's when you said that uh, the girl sees through the cat's eyes and she kind of comes in and attacks and kills Arash's dad. That's helpful to me because I, I, I didn't, for some reason I didn't pick up on the fact that she'd seen through the cat's eyes. I just like, I thought maybe she heard a struggle going on and went inside. Cause oh. like she just went like straight and attacked him yes. without really knowing what I is she'd had a moment with yeah. the woman or like the night before. Yeah. Right. Um, and she had kind of like followed her and then I think presented some of the drug dealers items. She yeah. knew who she was from the beginning of the film. She knew she was formally under the employee of the, the guy she killed. So yeah, again, but, maybe that was just yeah. a desperate attempt to kind of reach out to someone. I, I don't know. I th- yeah, I think yeah, so. I definitely thought she saw through the cat's eyes as well. Yeah, it seemed like they, they really focus on the cats uh, yeah. and the cats like making noise where the cat has been pretty, uh, uh, pretty quiet the whole yeah. rest of the movie, yep. and yeah. So she comes in and she kills his father, mm-hmm. and they dispose of the body. That's when she kind of sees the the boy again through the window and kind of mm-hmm. gives him a look like, "Do not." Yeah, and then when the the in the morning, uh, the boy pulls Arash to the scene and yeah. he finds his father, and he like shakes the boy and asks him if he seen sees anything. But I think. He was too scared. He yeah. Couldn't, he couldn't admit what he'd saw. He was too frightened that... And there he had proof. It wasn't just the empty threat in the alley earlier. It was like, well, now I've seen her doing something horrible, and that could be me too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but after that, basically, Arash like, tries to throw his things together and get out of... Well, he goes yeah. to her. Yeah, he gets all his stuff together, decides he's going to leave. He goes to her apartment to, to get her. He sees the cat mm-hmm. in... Who left with his dad. Who left with his dad in the apartment. So he kind of pieces it together. What, you know, she had something to do with his dad. And she told him earlier, like, I'm a bad person. You don't know me. Yeah. You don't know what I've done. And maybe for him, that was like, well, I've stole these earrings. I, I deal drugs. Right. I'm I'm bad, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he never had any idea 
what that meant. I bet he knew she was a vampire in that moment. <laughs> Does That's she mean I, she's a uh, vampire? Uh, yeah. I wonder if she's like a Frankenstein. That's right. Did, uh, <laughs> did that moment when she was packing up and leaving, just picking up all that? Yeah, jewelry, she starts like, like arm all of her jewelry. Really, just like it resonated. With me. I just thought that was like such a cool scene. I'm not quite sure why, but well, yeah, I, I thought think it was like really awesome because it's kind of like old classic stuff. She has like a hoard of treasure. She just kind of like that's that's it very, felt like uh, yeah, like a, a dragon. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like she did feel. She felt very uh, like mystical. Be- yeah, yeah, like very, like, like, do- like dollars don't really mean anything to her, but these are are uh, value just they're jewelry, valuable, valuable anywhere. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah. She, so it, maybe, anywhere and any time. Yes, there you go. So yeah. she maybe that's just her thing. She she kills. Oh. She takes the valuables. It allows her to move freely, live where she wants, and kind of perpetuate. Right, because you never see her with actually currency transactions or no. anything like that. Yeah, she always has. She didn't do Apple Pay once during no. the whole <laughs> no, no Ven- <laughs> She didn't Venmo for that X. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they, they do leave town, and this is all, again, after Arash has sort of realized what she's been doing, and... They're only on the road for a few minutes when he pulls over and gets out and kind of stalks around. And I, I how did you interpret that how scene? That I, to me, at that moment, I was like, I thought she figured or he figured out that she did it, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm okay with it." But I don't know if that's actually. I don't that's, know if that's actually. That's how I, feel, I saw. It. He well, like, I mean, he yeah, he had figured it out earlier, and he was just sitting with it, and it was steaming, and then it kind of came to the like, at that point, he had to address it. He had to figure out what he was going to do went out walked around thought about it and i guess he came to the conclusion that it was a uh, okay was right. it that that a life with her even though she had the role even though what she's done and and also had a role in in killing his father for better or for worse like was that just sort of his resignation like it, anything's better than being back in that town like i'm driving with my yeah. father's murderer she's she's a different being than i even thought but right. we have a connection and maybe that's even worth it worth yeah i I don't know i I thought it was beyond that because i think he had already blown up on his dad and and kicked him out so he had in a way given up on his father but uh, and so like when when she does that maybe it's even in his eyes after the fact a mercy killing and that like okay now he's out of his misery doesn't have to worry about his wife anymore mm, all those things are now gone why take it out on her even though like you know, even though it was his uh, father and she's someone who he pretty she's much just met. She's a victim of met. circumstance. But yeah, she is kind of a victim of circumstance. She, like, now that he knows she's a vampire. Because at that point he does know, right? That she's a... I, we don't think so, at least. At least she, he knows that she's a killer. I I, I, I don't know. And, and that's... We, we don't know. Yeah. Is uh, that part of the resignation, okay. too? Like, he, he can't do anything. He could run. She could track him down. He could get back in the car and she could kill him. Like she, he couldn't do anything against her. Well, I'm Maybe. not sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering how much of him is just saying like, I'm in her thrall now. It seemed less defeatist. Like, okay. well, I'm stuck here now. Yeah. I have to, I have to yeah, go it, through with this and more like seem... a resignation of like, maybe it was best for my father that he died. Okay. You know, um, and, this is this is where I want to be right now. Yeah. Okay, and I think his morality throughout the whole film is paradoxical, right? Right, that point where he's like, "Oh," uh, in the beginning scene where he's working with the the person with the nose job, where mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, we can't be in the same room together," but then he steals earrings. By he, the end, he's doing drugs. Right, he and... steals he steals he steals drugs just to sell drugs, which drugs killed his father. Like I think the whole time he's always balancing this morality that I think mm-hmm. he, his morality is just so fluid and mm-hmm. he, you know, thinks about things in the way that makes him happy or, or like that gets him by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, I think there was a lot in the movie that was kind of fluid where they didn't have an answer to it and they just kind of posed the question and they had characters that went on both sides of the line and, and they would, you know, yeah. say either thing and like, yeah, you think she's uh, morally killing everyone and then just like, uh, oh, then there, right. here's well, a homeless person. Well, kill and, him and, too. Right. And then the party, they had a couple, they had some scenes where there's some trans people and then right mm-hmm. after that party scene, I believe there's that balloon scene, which I had no mm-hmm. idea how to break that scene down. I didn't really quite get he, that one there's a couple guesses but yeah exactly i i kind of uh in the end lumped it together with just the progress because the whole thing seemed about cultural progress and Mm -hmm. so it was kind of that thing where like you would assume that that was something that uh would ruffle some feathers in a traditional culture uh that would look down upon those things and then you kind of just like have them dancing and don't have anything to it just kind of like it's a beautiful scene and you have someone enjoying themselves and dancing with a balloon yeah <laughs> and maybe there's a lot more to it that i'm not getting in the subtext but that's how i, I think read it's part it. of it for sure yeah. i do know that's illegal in california so that was a, <laughs> a stealth shoot for sure um yeah indeed <laughs> wow I, so i was also curious well i'm not curious i guess i just like there were a few points where that beyond just the the um oil fields and stuff like well the oil fields kind of tie in but during the um the party scene uh the costume party someone was wearing a reagan mask oh yeah and uh i know that he was involved in the iran contra and stuff and i don't know like i don't know the whole backstory behind it but there were a few like there was that so it was obviously had some um politics involved in it uh, but there were just a ton of references to Western culture and the influence on, uh, you know, this fake Iran, uh, like the hamburger that they brought up. And he's like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like hamburger. Right. Yeah. And uh, and just all the music and all how all that stuff kind of came from America. Like That's a, a good lot of that point stuff. about the hamburger, because that almost feels like if you lived in a place where like that was something newer or something that wasn't traditional, like it feels like almost everyone would have experienced it or enjoy it. And that really stuck with you loving hamburgers. As, so as, yeah. as, ha- as being half burger uh, racially. <laughs> um, but no, it, it just, it does that. That's another kind of uh, a point of it where it does feel like a, a place that, yeah, maybe there is this moral decay, but there, but yeah, all this, and maybe yeah. that's coming with all the influence on. Yeah. And then city. there are, there are new things that are being introduced mm-hmm. and, and stuff. So I, I think it is uh, kind of, it, it again, doesn't have, one thing good to say and one thing bad to say about it that yeah there is that moral decay there's all like uh the drugs coming in and there's the guy wearing the tracksuit and everything like that so so there are bad uh and the the nose job and everything there are things coming in from western culture but then there is also great music and there's some food that people like and and all that kind of stuff so it, once again didn't have uh a definitive thing to say about it but it did have pieces to say about just acknowledging it yeah and then i also thought it was interesting that she uh the two times she was offered food in the movie rejected it so i think she actually couldn't eat it vampire wise she she didn't eat the hamburger it's not a part of her diet and she (laughs) yeah exactly she's like turns to ash in her mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah i thought it was a very interesting movie i do you guys recommend people seeing it i would say so i think it's i don't know if it's the you know, like the one to throw on during your horror movie marathon. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's it in 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 its own way, it's non traditional. It's not. Um, it doesn't follow the the normal beats of your standard horror movie. So maybe maybe I take that back. Maybe like depending on your lineup, that would be kind of a nice palate cleanser. It's a little. 
I think I don't feel like it's too long. What is it like an hour forty? Yeah. yeah. Um, it feels like you know it takes its time certainly with some scenes, maybe like a little slow for some people depending on what kind of a, a horror background you're coming from. But um, again, it's sort of a genre bender. I don't think it should only be classified that way. So I, I, I really liked it. I would definitely recommend it to anyone who wants like an indie semi romance. <laughs> like yeah. that's more what I would consider it than horror. Yeah. Like I didn't. I don't typically like horror and I really like this sure. movie and I think it's because it doesn't really have a lot of those horror things. It doesn't I feel like try and keep you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, or both anything of those like things that. are implied a lot more. The romance and the horror are more like they let you know it's happening, but it's not as graphic and in your face about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely recommend it as well. And it's uh, cool to see a female director, uh, you know, get a lot of prestige for a movie. And I think mm-hmm. it's first mm-hmm. first movie too. first movie too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's ama- yeah Sundance is it? Uh, might uh, might have been through there in fact the that was one funny thing in the starting was like the all the production company logos it was like a tim and eric sketch there was like a lot of (laughs) there was yeah a lot of weird people putting the movie together oh yeah yeah Yeah. uh yeah i loved it i thought it was great i did Mm -hmm. too yeah i thought it was i it's i think it's an easy recommendation for me it's Mm -hmm. not uh, it's hard for me because i my wife hates horror movies and hates gruesome movies i think it's a very easy movie to watch if that's Mm -hmm what holds you back from horror is a lot of gore and gruesome scenes. It's, you know, like I said, it's more, if there's any suspense in the movie, it comes from the atmosphere more than her actions mm-hmm. or what's being presented on screen. It's more the vibe that the movie portrays. If, if you feel tense at all, it's because it's shot really well or the scenes are crafted really well in a way that makes it seem tense. But you know, there's because she's a vampire, there's danger looming, mm-hmm. I guess. Max, you might disagree, no, but no, no. Um, I, I, but I it, agree with you on that. I just think that they didn't crank it up to ten. They didn't want you on no, the edge yeah, of the yeah, seat. They just yeah. kind of wanted you uh, sitting sitting back and questioning. Yeah, like what's going to happen? Yeah, and I, I like I I could. It's one of those movies. There's I my attention span's not always great, so sometimes <laughs> I I will pick up my phone or or look at what what's in the room, start reading something. But I could not take my eyes off the screen for this movie. I was just very entranced mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, I felt the same. Like way. a vampire was hypnotizing me. <laughs> oh my god! Um, no, I thought it was great. I would, I would highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. And little fact here, guys, produced by Elijah Wood. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. that's random. The Hobbit himself. I love Hobbit. <laughs> the Hobbit himself. <laughs> the Battle of the Five Armies himself. <laughs> um, yeah. So. That'll do it for us, guys. Another ep done. Another ep and a bag. Peace. Bye. Uh, <laughs>